This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. Oh, <laughs> don't want to do that. <sighs> Weird, like things are glitching all over the place today. It's glitch day! Yay! Welcome to this fine glitch day morning. Most of us are here attempting to do or find some spirituality that we've had an experience, you know. Most of us have had, if not one, but many, if not many, but one experience, at least somewhere in our time line life, that has convinced us and that there is undeniably something else going on with life. Most of us usually here, at least Course in Miracles students and spiritual students, most likely are not just following blindly. I mean, in the same sense, even in Christianity, and which is perfectly noble, Lovely, beautiful. Many people have what they would call an experience as well. Call uh, have a sensation, usually. I've asked if it was true, and I had a, a burning in my bosom. Fancy that it uses the same terms that they would say you would feel. Terms you would never use in daily life. Yes, how often in this century do we use the word bosom? One of my first experiences in my life was an out-of-body experience. And that's not just to say I, I hear people talk about that. And that's not just to say, like... You know, I thought I was going to die or, or like I just felt like my body was doing things for me and I wasn't doing them. One time I woke up and I heard this rushing noise. Kind of like the ocean. And I looked over, I couldn't really see anything. And I looked over to where usually the window is. I noticed how much lower it is than it usually is. It was kind of down at the bottom of the... It was, I, I realized I was right up next to the ceiling. My nose was like right there at the ceiling if I had a nose at all. Instantly when I realized... The surprise of what was going on, I bounced right back into my body, and my body even jumped a little bit and it jerked. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. And I, I, my heart was rushing. I was somewhat terrified. Of course, I wanted it to happen again and spent the majority of years from that point attempting to do it again and I did succeed often. Now it's like no issue. <laughs> it's a totally different subject. 
but to literally experience outside, you know, to, to realize that there is a presence there, like your soul, when you're not in your body. And this is, I mean, it just whacks you in the head, this cosmic two by four, as they say. Like there's more than this body. It's undeniable. And to say this soul, this spirit was quite literally a spiritual experience. Something that confirmed and insisted to me that there was absolutely something else to reality than the body. Now, of course, miracles is similar to this. Not that it really helps you to induce out-of-body experiences or anything. But that it goes by first-hand experience. It's not asking you to do some intellectual dance and talk about this as if it, you know, well, this says it is true, so this says it's that way and this and that and following blindly. Now, when you follow the course and, and do what the lessons show you, then there is an aspect of yourself that recalls a reality beyond this physicality. Yeah, you can think of it as affirmations, trying to convince yourself, but there's a part of you that's already convinced. It already knows. And you're just coming in tune with that experience. You're kind of just aligning yourself to what is that which is true. You start to have firsthand undeniable experience that this and what it's talking about is true. That's unwavering. If you think it's possible to start to question the reality of what's what's it saying, you know, well, maybe this stuff is a bunch of bogus. You know, the ego always twists it around and tries to find some some little niche. It's like, oh crap, this thing's working. This is my demise. I need to find something about this that isn't working for me and I need to convince this son of God that if he goes this way, if he does this, then not only me, not only myself is screwed, but him as well, for he thinks and is convinced that I am him. That's why it takes a little bit of a diligence at first. A lot of people have this idea that you know, knowing that it's going to happen, knowing that something is going to happen subconsciously, and they then avoid even getting past lesson 50, you know, just completely acceptable. It doesn't matter to you if you actually do the course, for I did it. And I'm responsible for everything I see, including you. You can take that in any way you want. The reality of what is occurring within you is firm and solid and un unwavering. It is that false idea within you that thinks it can talk about something else, change the subject. It thinks it can convince you that someone is wrong and they really are trying to get something from you. It's always about getting something from you. It's always about taking something that's yours, whether it be your free will, which is definitely going to go, or your money, 
which is going anyway. Or even your life, your body, which I assure you, it's going to pass. But it is very, very convincing. And it takes these situations, whether it be a new relationship or anything, and it, it turns things on you so that it makes it feel as if there is some sort of other way and you don't have it. That it's all about actions and what is done and how this other person could, they could do something that you don't approve of. So we need to protect ourselves from that. For that protection is required if it's going to be your demise, if it's going to your death or loss. And it makes sense. Your body, you're pathetic and weak. You're emotionally unstable. And you don't like suffering. So you need to separate yourself from all these people. You need to quit that relationship. Because it gets emotionally heartache and problematic. And you actually are convinced that you know what you're looking at. You know, it, it's told you exactly what's occurring. And you believe it. This happens every day, typically in every one. But those who really are diligent in the awareness and awakening of Christ, the awareness of ultimately the peacemaker of the entirety of the universe, isn't so concerned with itself anymore. It's taken this route that... You know, it's already died, so it's not concerned with death. It knows what's there. It knows what's beyond that. And it's not afraid. It's willing to go there, even though it's not coming. But only by the willingness of it to go there does it know and recognize that it's not coming. Death seems to be right around the corner, but it's not. And only the willingness to go there is the willingness to find out. And we're thinking, we're talking about uh, this big thing called the body's death. But we're talking about this tiny little thing that you have an emotional reaction or charge. Whether it be every single day. Something that tells you that <laughs> this situation is not working for me. And you get a little, little burning inside. You're like, Ugh. and you've defined that as upset. There's a way of living that no longer has those emotional reactions away from your desire to. That the emotional reactions that you have are only by your own accord. But of course, you wouldn't recognize this yet. You don't want to recognize this yet. You want to insist that you are in the world and of it. You are what is in the world. This body born in the world and gonna die of it as well. So do you know by firsthand experience that you are not a body, that you are free, or are you just attempting to convince yourself that that's true by repeating it over and over the multitude of times that it's in the course?
I am not a body, I am free. For I am still as God created me. Even the, his out-of-body experiences of truly traveling outside astrally of your body while your body lays there or does whatever it does. And you're aware of doings separately. And not just astral projection, or well, astral projection, but not astral viewing, you know, just imagining that you're in a different location. This has the full, complete lucidness and validity that it does right now in this body experience. You don't just imagine you're on the beach. You actually have properties proving to you that this whole beach thing is happening. And you're aware of the, the network system and others that seem to be astrally traveling. And this kind of goes into a new field of what I've spoken of often, what I usually speak of. Difference between the second dimensional spiritual universe and the fifth is that one is usually the stirring of emotions and the stirring of the energetic field. Where you think it's happening within you, not by your doing. And the fifth is knowing that you're doing it that you're in control over it. And as much as we talk about this fancy thing called out-of-body experiences, it happens within your body as well. These things you think of as your emotions, as the sensations you feel that draw you to different directions or want to keep you from specific things as if it's guiding you when you have these out-of-body experiences you learn and understand that it's not moved by feet walking it's not moved by hands stroking and swimming no it's simply moved by a will not by thinking in, in the sense of mm, go there, let's go over there, let's go to this place. But it's like a will to do so in which you feel every day when you have a will to get up and stand and walk. When you have a, a will to reach out. Not so much the movement itself, but it's it's like a confident knowing that it's going to happen and it's going to occur. And that is blinded when it has emotional reactions seemingly against its will. Having this idea of being startled or something can hurt me instantaneously comes back into the body. For the body... And the physical world has been developed as a protection mechanism. It, it is the only place in which you need protection. So when you think you need protection, you have to be in it. It is a representation that that fear exists. It is a representation that your doubt or need of protection is understandable, required, and naturally acceptable. Oh, it's natural to have fear. Yeah, for a body, it is, it is healthy to be afraid of certain things because they could lead to your death. Yes, of a body, it's true. But it's not true for a soul 
that represents only the truth of love, only the truth of life, eternal. This experience and such as that, you would only kind of flutter out of this body if you were in the mindset of fear not being necessary. Fear not having a justifiable situation at all. It might not be in that very moment. You might be content with life. But if you can imagine a situation that you would be upset about, that's still in your mind. If you can imagine a situation that brings about a an emotional reaction, not by your will, but by the situation. It did it to me. They did it to me. Just having that mindset, you could never have an out-of-body experience. And this is just one term, one way of understanding the spiritual nature of the universe and the experience thereof. That if you think in accordance to the laws of the physical nature of the universe, you will live and seem imprisoned in the physical nature of the universe. Those who can travel astrally on their own will do not have this fear. They don't have this idea that death is something to avoid if death even happens at all. It wouldn't matter. They know, and even as you do know, the same. You like to experience this physical reality. That simple, period. You like to. And it requires that you have some sort of grievance, resentment, fear, all the same thing in order to even be a part of it. It doesn't exist to that consciousness that is free. The physical reality, the physical body does not exist to the consciousness that knows nothing of fear. It is the representation that there is fear. It is the representation that there is some sort of resentment or grievance within that consciousness. And if you feel like guilty about that or something wrong or and you want to try and defend that and say, no, that's not true. I don't have guilt. I, mean, I don't have fear and I see the body. Notice how you're defending something. And the truth about your reality needs no defense. So what is it that needs defense that you are defending? We think of ego and we think of things separate from us. And then we think of ego and we think of things within us and still in a sense of it's doing it to me. Eventually we think of ego and we realize that of course it's my best friend. It is me. Everything is me. Now when you go through these stages of recognizing the ego, it wouldn't make much sense that step three when you're on step one or two, assuming there's numbers and that's it. <laughs> Just kind of going off ideas here. It wouldn't make much sense to say, try to recognize that you're not the ego, to eventually recognize that you are the ego. Seems contradictory. Well, one, just like the first few lessons of A Course in Miracles, 
are attempting to detach you from believing that you are physical nature, that you are the world you see, that you are in the world you see. And it's taking you out from this insistence that you're separate from it to eventually recognizing that you actually are one with it all. Not that it actually exists, but that it exists because you do. That it exists because of what you believe and what you think and what you react to within yourself, within the actual self of your consciousness. You see a physical universe or you might see a spiritual universe. Either way, it is a reflection of your consciousness and the state in which your consciousness or this mind is being trained to perceive. The reality of who you are is not the reflection or the image. However, the image is as acceptable and welcomed as anything else of our reality. Hi. Are you spilling on yourself? Remember, Daddy's doing his show here, okay? I, I don't have any for you. Trash. You playing in the trash? Is it, isn't your Nemo trash. one? Oh. Then go get a fresh one of those and I'll give it to you, okay? Are you aware that this world is happening by you? Not to you? Either way, it sure seems to be happening in some sense, some way or another. To come from that position that it's happening to me. It keeps happening to me. This happens to me. That happens to me. into the position of the authority of knowing and recognizing that lucid dreamer and this and all that happens is happening by me now you might not necessarily identify with each and every little thought in which reflects you might not necessarily identify with recognizing where it all comes from, but you can feel it. You can sense it. That there's this truth inside you that is radiant and present in each and every moment. And it's there. You know how beautiful it is. Now your path is unique as you are. You've gone down a unique trail to develop you. And that unique trail is the journey back. Will you actually go that way or attempt to go down someone else's path? It's perfectly noble. It might even help you. There even are those people that can show you spiritual experiences, give you spiritual experiences, assist you to have them, and you come out of them undeniable events. You know now that there is more than just the body. And that you are still existing and still present within the full-blown spiritual experience. Do you have a spiritual teacher that is confident in that? Well, that inner spirit, Holy Spirit, is guiding you to that. It wouldn't be much different than a physical being. One that is one with your spirit, one with that spirit. 
But it's that mind that keeps telling you. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh, this guy's trying to get something from me. The benefits of what I do with this spirit coaching, for an example, and how I can actually bring you into this deliberate out-of-body experience are outside of this world. My benefits are not within the physical laws of the universe. But that we can join together. And while this mind training, training of what you are, of recognizing the truth of who you are, it is less likely that when you're aware of the spiritual nature of the universe, that when you become aware of it again and no longer have an active moving body to cling on to, that you most likely won't be searching for a new one. And there the benefits are for me. That you and I and the more and majority of us stop coming back here. And that we move on. That we finally move on in this evolutionary consciousness idea this dimensional experience this one's kind of boring I know you love your superhero movies but isn't it time to go live like one aren't you ready to go through an additional dimensional experience to where the laws of the physical parameters are lifted. I know it seems like we're talking about a bunch of hoo-ah, but you can actually experience it. I have dedicated my life to our reality in a sense that who I am is so far gone. <laughs> Which ones could use the same terms for insanity. And that what remains to be is not so much Devin. Devin still here, of course. He has his place. He has his children to take care of. But how many other things are you doing when your body is doing one thing? Are you anywhere else? And that's not to say in your imagination and not being in the moment, but that is your moment consisting of more does your moment consist of an array of places an array of times that even if I say this instant you may think I'm specifically talking about this body's time period when I am actually talking about a multitude of so-called selves The experience is far more expansive than when you would say this moment when you were a soul. <laughs> Good job, bud. You got some Pop-Tarts. You didn't talk about a physical time moment. 
And now you include a physical time moment. Here. That's, a bi that's big. Here, pieces are falling off. Those pieces? It's good stuff, huh? Mm. Okay, that, just... You don't need the crumbs. <laughs> you got all that popped out. You're not even gonna finish it. I'm almost done, okay? Often I am here, often I am in this physical embodiment moment, often I'm paying attention to what's happening in front of me and what's occurring, but at the same time, I don't only identify with Devin. I don't only identify with Devon's reality. However you want to intellectualize it and try to make sense out of it. And, oh yeah, we're one mind and oh, there's no private thoughts. And it's true. That makes perfect sense. Especially if you have experience of that very idea. Then you know, you're not just playing with some conceptual idea. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're one mind. Oh, that minds. No private thoughts. Oh, now I definitely am thinking some things <laughs> about you that you are not aware of. And it does make sense. Yet it only makes sense while you are in the full-blown identification with a personal identity, time, fourth dimension, and the physical parameters of its identity, which is the body, the third dimension. It only makes sense there. For even in the 5th, 6th, and 7th dimensions, there's endless variations of who you are, and you can jump to any one of them, which consists of different physical laws, and you can bring that experience from any universe of that timeline to any universe of that timeline. If you choose to be in a universe where walking on the ceiling is normal, then it is so. If you choose to show the universe of walking on water is perfectly normal in a universe where it's not, it would surely seem miraculous, but to you it would be perfectly normal. And you think of walking on land as crazy. If you think of the miracles in which Jesus performed as any less than superhuman. And if there was a Jesus doing those things today, I'm sure he would have a cape and not a robe. It's exciting. It's exciting to think about the possibilities of what you're capable of with God. What you're capable of literally bringing and changing and manipulating your dream when you recognize the authority of it. I don't talk about it often because I'm not in the framework of proving to you this, as in performing miracles. Yet I am fully capable of proving to you that you are a soul. 
first-hand, undeniable experience. And it requires a training, a full diligence to really think according to the laws of that physical nature or that spiritual nature, which is the forgiveness of everything the physical nature requires. Resentments, grievances, fear, guilt. I go on some, I'm so guilty of following the ego. If you can't see past that, it's the reason you're here. And each frequency of your experience has a representation of that belief in death. The trust of the universe that you have, trust in the universe is naturally distinguished, well, distinguished, relinquished, is that ex extinguished, there we go, <laughs> by fear. It's extinguished by fear that you cannot have trust while you have fear. Though you can start to deny fear and gain trust. You cannot have pleasure in what you're doing when you feel guilty of it. You cannot be confident in who you are in society when you're ashamed of who you are. You cannot have compassion for others and for their situation when you're angry and resentful of them. You cannot be completely honest with yourself when you feel like yourself is a lie. Yeah, these are the frequencies. A sticky note. Notepad. That's what it is. You can't experience one mind and the insight of intuition and guidance of the spirit. When you have suspicion of it, when you have suspicion in others, You can't feel free and detached from the entirety of the world, the universe, the physical body if you are enjoying and attached to the objects thereof, the laws of it. Yet each of these things, as I've spoken of these frequencies, all are the same frequency, but with an upside-down perspective. That trust is the same feeling and sensation as fear, but with the perspective of eternal life, the perspective of options. And the difference between it and and fear believes in death. It's going to lead to death. It's going to lead to my death. And I'm going to lose everything. Same with guilt and pleasure. It's exactly the same frequency. But insisting that death is real ensures that there's a negative connotation to that same feeling. This applies to all of them. Even this idea of pain. 
as you have pain. This pain is the sensation of God's love. And yet you have an idea that you're a body. And so it seems to be holding you in this position of saying it is always pain. It is painful here. But if you dug in really concentrated focus on what that is, on that sensation of pain, suffering, it will only reveal to you the beauty the amazing sensations of love in which is actually there. But you don't want to look because it's painful, right? How perfect. Don't look at God's love. Avoid it. Okay, but every time you touch that, it makes an annoying noise. There's a turtle. I got five more minutes, okay? <laughs> you riding the turtle? <laughs> and we close this episode with a Trey Daxton. Singing, I guess. It does seem logical that the feelings you feel guiding you to or from anything would only be pleasurable. It does make sense. But even as pain is avoidable, it doesn't actually exist. So as you might resonate with someone's truth as they speak of as many would avoid mine simply because they feel as if it doesn't or isn't the truth. Insist that in the same sense, pain is very real. And yet pain is only very real to the physical body. And in that same sense, too, is anyone only as true as you're willing to see beyond the body beyond the world there is no reason not to trust anyone and everyone unless you have that belief in death that offers you suspicion that offers you doubt. This ego idea only is represented within that idea that it could use ideas of suffering, ideas of pain against you. Oh, if you do this, then you're gonna suffer. You're gonna feel pain and eventually die. Oh, if you do that, then you're going to lose everything and you're going to be less. You're going to be pathetic. And no better weapon than simply to say, I already am. I already do. I already feel that. And you think, what is there to lose to take a chance? What is there to lose? But a false reality. <laughs> I love you.
I love you all. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.